Hi, I'm Nir Ayal, and this is the Near and Far podcast. This podcast is about business, behavior, and the brain. On this show, I do a few things. I read quick articles I've written about topics shaping your behavior. I interview authors of books I enjoy, and from time to time, I devote episodes to answering your questions. If you want to ask me a question, visit the podcast page on iTunes, go to ratings and reviews, and ask me a question by leaving a review. I promise to read it and possibly include your question in a future episode, so please, ask me anything. Now, enjoy the episode, and for more, you can always visit me at nearandfar.com. Your ability to focus has probably peaked. Here's how to stay sharp by Near Al. Having a hard time focusing lately? Well, you're not alone. Research shows interruptions occur about every 12 minutes in the workplace and every three minutes in university settings. In an age of constant digital interruptions, it is no wonder you're having trouble ignoring distractions. In their new book, The Distracted Mind, Ancient Brains in a High-Tech World, Dr. Adam Gazelli, a neuroscientist, and Dr. Larry Rosen, a psychologist, explain how our ability to pay attention works and what we can do to stay focused. It turns out attention isn't as simple as it seems. In fact, paying attention involves two separate functions. Enhancement, which is our ability to focus on things that matter, and suppression, our ability to ignore the things that don't. Interestingly, enhancement and suppression are not opposites. They are distinct processes in the brain. To quote from their book, although it may seem counterintuitive, we now appreciate that focusing and ignoring are not two sides of the same coin. It is not necessarily true that when we focus more on something, you automatically ignore everything else better. We have shown in our lab that different brain networks are engaged when we focus compared to when we ignore the same thing, end quote. These processes are so separate, in fact, there are different networks of brain structures that carry out their respective functions, each of which is crucial for attention. If either of these brain processes is impaired, we lose focus. For example, we struggle with attention when we are tired, drunk, and most notably, as we age. Older adults are biologically more distractible than young adults. Personal anecdotes and scientific evidence demonstrate that our attentional capacity peaks near age 20 and diminishes over time. Gazelli discovered that age-related declines are caused by a deficit in the suppression-ignoring process. Again, to quote from their book, our main findings in this study was that, interestingly, older adults focus on relevant information as well as 20-year-olds. Where older adults suffered a deficit was in suppressing the irrelevant information. We discovered that their main attentional issue was that they are more distractible than younger adults. The attentional decline we experience as we age has more to do with our inability to filter out distractions, not our lack of concentration. If you think it's hard to pay attention now, just wait until you age a few more years. To improve our ability to pay attention, we need to both remove distraction, especially as we age, as well as boost our capability to focus on one task at a time. Here's how. How to eliminate distraction. Have you ever noticed someone squinting their eyes in an attempt to recall something? Turns out closing your eyes to remember may actually work. Why this quirky technique is effective tells us something important about how the brain filters information. When your eyes are closed, your brain isn't working as hard to filter out visual information. Instead of struggling to ignore everything in your field of view, your brain can devote more attention towards scanning your memory. Gazelli conducted an experiment to see what type of visual information is the most distracting. 
He and his team asked volunteers to remember details while looking at one of three visual scenes, a plain gray screen, a busy picture, or with their eyes closed. Again, to quote from their book, the results of this experiment revealed that their ability to remember details was significantly diminished when their eyes were open and there was a picture in front of them, compared to either their eyes being shut or their eyes being open while they faced a gray screen." End quote. This experiment, along with others, provides evidence that cluttered and disorganized environments are more distracting than organized ones. Spaces filled with visual distractions force our brain to work harder to filter out superfluous information. When facing a pending deadline that you desperately need to focus on, clearing your desk and workspace to make it like the gray screen can increase your focus. Try clearing your virtual desktop of clutter as well. Limit yourself to one monitor, one browser tab or window, and one computer program or app at a time. Removing distraction is important to maintain our focus as we age, but we also need to boost our capability to concentrate on one task at a time. Here's how to boost focus. Gazelli and Rosen say some activities may boost cognition and attention by stimulating the brain's ability to strengthen and reorganize existing neural connections, a process called neuroplasticity. Activities that may boost cognition include physical exercise, meditation, and spending time in nature. Recent research also finds that some cognitive exercises may help too. Although there are many brain training programs, some of which have overpromised and underdelivered, some scientists believe a new crop of clinically validated programs may soon come online. Again, to quote from their book, cognitive exercises are an attempt to improve brain function by harnessing our brain's inherent plasticity rather than by explicitly teaching a strategy or a skill. Most training programs attempt to accomplish this goal not just through repetitive task engagement, but also through adaptivity. End quote. For Gazelle and Rosen, adaptivity is key. Just as athletes must adjust their exercise routine as they grow stronger, cognitive exercise programs must also adjust to how well or how poorly the participant is doing on the task. Personalized adjustments make the training more successful. New research shows promising effects of cognitive exercise programs in older adults and healthy populations. Gazelli and Rosen caution that while their research is encouraging, more clinical trials are needed to prove medical benefits. However, many in the industry are hopeful doctors will one day prescribe game-like cognitive exercises as part of a healthy brain training regimen. In the meantime, certain currently available video game titles may actually be good for the brain and improve cognition. Again, quoting from The Distracted Mind, they are designed with a primary goal of engendering high levels of immersion, engagement, and enjoyment for the players. They do not need to focus on one specific cognitive skill as exercises usually do, but rather expose players to multiple demands that challenge a broad range of abilities. A 2003 study of video game play linked better cognition and higher scores on attention and memory tests in gamers versus non-gamers, but not all video games are created equal. Non-gamers who played the first-person shooter game, Medal of Honor, one hour per day for 10 days showed improvement in cognition, while the ones who played Tetris did not. Again, quoting from their book, the researchers' conclusion was that the nature of action video game play was critical in forcing players to simultaneously juggle a number of varied tasks, like detecting enemies, tracking existing enemies, and avoiding getting hurt, among others, end quote. Video games may give you a boost, but not every off-the-shelf game will do the trick. The difference between the games that work and the ones that don't gives us information into how the brain changes in response to its environment. 
Video games, good for building focus, create environments that are fast-paced, interactive, adaptive, and have complex reward and gaming structures, like a brain playground. In 2013, Gazelli verified that a custom-designed cognitive video game, NeuroRacer, improves cognition in older adults. Dr. Gazelli's research led to a proprietary technology platform to measure and improve certain executive functions. In the future, cognitive video games will be like neuro-crossfit training, as Gazelli calls it. They will combine elements of physical activity, meditation, and cognitive exercise rolled into one game. In the meantime, we can do our part to keep our attentional focus sharp by first reducing distractions to improve our suppression capabilities, and then beefing up the brain's enhancement function through activities like exercise, meditation, outdoor time, and immersive video games. We can boost our ability to concentrate by doing just one thing well at a time. Here's the gist. Researchers say our ability to pay attention is equal parts focusing and ignoring. Irrelevant information bogs down our ability to suppress distraction, especially as we age. To increase our ability to focus, research suggests both boosting our ability to concentrate as well as reducing distractions. Here's how. To reduce distraction, use one screen, one browser window, and one computer program at a time. Keep your physical and virtual desktop tidy. To increase our ability to concentrate, exercise, meditation, and spending time in nature may help boost cognitive control. Some cognitive exercises and immersive action video games also seem to improve our ability to focus. Thank you for listening to this post, which is also available at nearandfar.com. Please visit nearandfar.com for more like this. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Near and Far podcast. You can always find more at my blog, nearandfar.com. And don't forget, if you have a question you'd like me to explore in a future episode, leave me your question in the form of a review for the podcast on iTunes.